0: Welcome to the PCA Alumni Life Talk podcast, where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's word. My name is Megan Rogers, and I'm the Director of Alumni Relations at Prestonwood Christian Academy. I'm hosting Life Talk with my friend and colleague at PCA, Dan Panetti. Hello, and welcome back to another Life Talk podcast. Um, we are so excited because we are here today with Christine Tang, uh, 2008, PCA grad.
1: Which, it doesn't seem like that long ago. It, it really does. does. <laughs> I, I saw you, and I was thinking, oh yeah, Christine was just here, and she's like, it's 2008.
2: God, so everything's different. The whole school's different, so I don't even know where to go anymore. I it know. is. We yeah. have a new
0: middle school, a new black box theater, all yes. these things. So, yes. you know, other alumni who are out there and haven't been back need to come. We need to show, give you a tour. Come Any on back on that, campus, because yeah. it's
1: awesome. We're We'd love show to have you. Yes. yes. And now that COVID, we're kind of moving past, right? COVID, things uh, are opening up a little bit. We so. are.
0: PCA is a no mask zone here crazy so come and breathe (laughs) we are excited and um, happy to be here with you this this morning so um, we want to jump into it so tell us a little bit about um, where you where you're at what you're doing um, and just kind of catch us up to speed
2: yeah sure i can't believe that it's been since 2008 since i was a student here so crazy um after that went on to baylor sikkim national champions it is a good time to be a bear (laughs) um went on to smu for law school and during that time uh, competed in Miss Texas for four years and what really was the motivation behind that was actually being able to advocate my pro-life platform um, as well as earning scholarship money for school. It's amazing. So, hey, and,
1: Quick question, yes. not to stop you in the middle of it, right, but advocating a pro-life platform in Miss Texas, how, how did that go? Because it seems like that would be a little bit controversial.
2: Just a little bit, okay. just, just a tad. So um, it was really, that passion was born out of my time at SLI through you, Mr. Penny, and all of the research that we did and and comparing it to the Bible. And, and we were challenged to develop a biblical worldview and to be able to articulate and defend that. And um, when the opportunity for Miss Texas came about, I remember you said something, I don't know if you remember, but you said you, in order to be the salt and the light, you can't just stay in the cabinet because I was like, it's such a secular, you know, um, place and, and so worldly and kind of more liberal. I don't know if this would be a good environment for me to really get into, but after praying about it with my family and deciding that this is where the Lord was leading me, um, it ended up just being such an incredible opportunity where I could stand strong in my beliefs. And I will say my team and I got a lot of pressure to change it to something more neutralizing because they would tell me, you know, they will never choose a pro-life Miss Texas. You need to change something else. Um, And that's just, I said, you know, I can't. And if I don't win because of that, then that's fine because this is what God's called me to advocate. Oh my goodness, that's
1: amazing. We're super proud of you. Yeah. Way to take a stand. Thank
2: you so much. So after that, went on to um, work at First Liberty Institute, which is a national nonprofit law firm that's dedicated to defending religious freedom, was there for a couple years. And after that, the Lord really sent me on what I call this wilderness journey, just full of derailed dreams and plans, lots of delays, lots of detours, lots of brokenness. Um, And that was really where God changed my heart completely and my prayers as well. So I grew Mm -hmm. from... Um, asking God to being rescued from that season to just asking that I would be made worthy of it. And it was a lot less about what I was asking of God and more about what he was asking of me. And so that just completely changed the trajectory of my entire spiritual life. Um, I say that it went kind of from like a walk with Christ to like this gross, sweaty spring just completely, um, completely... You know, there's such a big difference between knowing a lot about God and knowing God and hearing his voice and being able to discern his voice clearly and frequently. And um, so after that season, he eventually led me to the job where I'm currently at, which is Blue River Partners. I'm a senior associate and I run compliance programs for hedge funds and private equity firms and um, launched a blog, um, writing for a magazine called Virtuous Magazine, which is inspired to rise up generations of virtuous women. So a lot going on. Wow, but, what's, your um, blog's,
0: what's your blog's name?
2: It's called Let There Be Light. Okay. And so it was inspired by a prayer that I would prayed based off Genesis 1-3, just asking God to let there be light in my life and asking Him to illuminate all of the um, crevices and voids and that I haven't fully surrendered. And he answered by sending me on that journey through the wilderness. And I realized there was a lot of deeply rooted sin that I had no idea I was harboring. And so being in that wilderness, having the physical and mental space to really dig deep and excavate that out was just completely transformative. And so... um, It took me a couple years to really move forward with the blog because I didn't want people to know all of the failures and the broken pieces of my life. I wanted to maintain this facade of perfection. So I had to wrestle with fear a lot as well. Um, But I launched that actually during COVID last year. And so having all of that extra time to really pray and prepare, um, just seeing how dark the world has become just more and more every day. I was like, this is something that I think that a lot of people are wrestling with and battling through. And so they need to be reminded of the power when you invite God to let there be light in your life.
1: So that, I mean, okay, so alumni who are listening, right? If I had to say, um, describe Christine Tang to me, right? In one word, right? Probably a lot of them would say perfect, right? Because you, you really carried yourself in such a beautiful way while you were here. Um, you're a beautiful person inside and out Thank and, you. and you, you really did things with excellence, right? So what was it that kind of precipitated this journey that God took you on to dig deeper beyond that? I mean, cause that, that yeah. sounds like, it sounds like, you know, if we thought about Christine Tang, it's like, well, she'd already arrived, right? You know, what, what is, what more does she have to learn? So what, what was it that kind of uh, brought this into your life?
2: I realized that every time I was choosing perfection over grace. I was choosing myself over God and I realized mm. that I was my idol and I was my God that I was worshiping because I wanted people to see how together I had it and how successful I could be. And it was really, it was that time in the wilderness of just, I was unemployed. I had failed the bar four times. I don't know if you actually know that. Um, and it was it was humiliating and it was so humbling. And I was like, everyone I know else has passed the bar. and. Um, here, I was first runner-up to Miss Texas two times, which for a long time I viewed as a double failure. A lot of people would congratulate me and say that that's something to be so proud of, and I just viewed it as a two-time failure. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, being single for a really long time, all throughout my twenties, when everyone else seemed to be getting married and, and moving on, and so that was just a really hard season where I felt like it was—it wasn't just broken pieces; it was like jagged pieces reduced to dust like all over the floor. But the beauty of that is that God picks up the dust just like how he did in Genesis, breathes life into it and creates something completely new. Wow. And um, so he really had to work with, I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionist and um, just dismantling that identity. And what really changed for me was I took this class called Perspectives. Oh, nice. as yeah. Incredible. Have you both you've probably mm-hmm. let it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
1: it. That's yeah. Great. it was That's in- so incredible.
2: And so that was also, take. I took that class during my wilderness season when I was studying for the bar, unemployed, going through all that. And I was like, you know what? I need to, I've always wanted to do this. I'm going to do this because it's a 15 week course. Yeah. And it was like, I read the Bible with completely new eyes. Mm. And, um, I learned how in Genesis, in Genesis 1, um, 26 through 28, when God says, let us make mankind in our own image. And then he tells man to be fruitful and multiply. It's not just to go and have lots of babies, but we're called to f- multiply the physical and spiritual image of God. Mm. And um, all up into that point, I've been multiplying and glorifying the image of myself. And so just seeing how that that mission is woven all throughout scripture from the Old Testament all throughout Re- to Revelation, that just could change everything completely for me.
0: Wow. That is
1: very powerful. Yeah, that's, that <laughs> is. That's really good. Definitely.
0: Um, so, you know, with an alum or friend or, you know, sister in Christ sitting out there, What is one piece of information through this journey that you would share with them? What is some, what's like a tidbit that you could say, hey, this is what I would, you know, what I did or what I would do? Um, So some pivotal scripture for me during that season,
2: there was a lot, but one that I'll choose was in um, Isaiah 49, in the first few verses. And it says, God made me into a sharpened arrow, polished arrow in his quiver, he hid me away. And I felt like every single time some, I, I had a new trial, a new obstacle, a new devastation to, to battle, it was like, I just cried out, God, I cannot handle one more thing. I literally cannot handle one more thing. I hate this. This is awful. Please take me out of this, but it was like he was sharpening me into this arrow and with every strain and pain of being pulled it's like he was positioning me in his quiver and an arrow that's not pulled back taut can't fly mm. um, and so it's like the more he stretches us and the more that he sharpens us the sharper and swifter we will fly on target to bring him
0: glory that's awesome it sounds like also like You did not go through this alone. You know, you had people behind you helping you, cheering you on, um, probably a community of, you know, other women. Who are those people? What have you gotten yourself plugged into, Um, whether it been like a mentorship or a community of a Bible study? What are those things that you've done?
2: That's a great question because you definitely can't do it on your own. And so ever since I was a junior and senior PCA, looking up to you, Mr. Panetti and Dr. Taylor, as well as people to model my life after and to really absorb all of the wisdom and the knowledge that you would share with us as students, um, that really made that shift for me in that, you know, I can't always consult the people my age on what to do in life because our knowledge and our experiences are only limited to how many years we've lived and they don't know what they're doing either. And so um, at that point, I really tried to make friends with my parents' friends and to um, try to have that that heavenly perspective in where I wanted my life to look five years from now, 10 years from now. And there's so much value in having mentors and also mentoring others. I think that's really important as well to not just, um, receive, but to give. So I'm so grateful that I have a a steadfast, godly family, parents who love each other, who love the Lord. I couldn't have made it through that season without them. Um, Several mentors who are my mom's friends who've walked with me along that journey. And so it's definitely so important to just link arms with people who've walked the road before you who can help pull you up Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing, and it's, it's kind of funny, um, a couple of guys that I'm discipling, I've, I've used the word wilderness, right? And it's funny how a lot of people in a, in a Christian context have li- literally never heard the word before, hmm. right? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> maybe you need to go back to the Old Testament where God <laughs> often puts his people in the wilderness, right? right? As, a, as a time for preparation for something great, right? But without the wilderness experience... Right, it's like God can't trust you, right, then by putting you in the promised land. Like, you need right. that wilderness experience. And so yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, just to kind of remind people not to avoid um, opportunities for God to, like, deepen you and to prepare you for something. Because I think, you know, a lot of times in Christianity, we think like we, we have to a- arrive. Like, we should have arrived at something as opposed to God's preparing you for something. Yes. So just, I mean, just that idea of, you know, encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ that the wilderness time is, is an okay, like, time to go through.
2: Yes. It's an mm-hmm. okay
1: preparation for something, right? You don't have to have it all together yes. right now, right? But God can use something as a disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. Something that you see as, right, a discouragement, something that you see as broken, right? God can use that as an opportunity to put it together later.
2: Yes, absolutely. I just, I can honestly say looking back that what I once called the worst years of my life were actually the best years of my life because that's where I met and saw and heard God like never before. And it wasn't about the Israelites when they when they escaped Egypt, it wasn't about how strong they were, how smart they were, how savvy they were to escape slavery. It was so that God would be glorified. And so it says in Exodus that God could have taken, taken them the shorter route mm-hmm. through the land of the Philistines, but instead to, to, chose to take them the longer route through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. And that was so that he could slice open the Red Sea and so that he could be glorified. And so it's not about, you know, the shortest, easiest, direct path in our lives. It's not so that we'll be glorified, but so that he will be glorified and so that all the world will know that he is God.
1: That is a great message. That is so powerful. Remind everybody, where can they check out your
2: your blog? (laughs) Yeah, It's called Let There Be Light. And so the website is lettherebelightblog.com.
0: That's awesome. Um, is there anything right now that you are reading for yourself, um, you know, personally, spiritually? Is there anything that you are, you would recommend out there to others? So.
2: Um This isn't a book, but what I have been using a lot lately is blueletterbible.com. And so that's what I've been using to just study scripture and learn the Hebrew roots and the Hebrew meanings of the words. And it is so incredible. I think I'm actually wearing it right now, but my word of the year is consecrate. And so I had a necklace made with the Hebrew characters. That's Um, awesome. And so just being able to connect the dots in, in a way. And what I love most about it is because it's a tool that I can use to just for the Lord to teach me. And I think that devotionals are so great and Bible studies are so great, but nothing beats hearing directly from the mouth of God. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. And memorizing awesome. scripture, mm-hmm. which you have done a lot of. <laughs> um, so That's so good.
1: Christine, thanks for coming in. Thank Spend some you time so with us. Much. Bringing us up to speed on your life. Yes. Really a powerful testimony that you have
0: thank you we absolutely love having our alumni back on campus and being here and so yes thanks for taking the time and sharing your story and um, we are so grateful for you know your words and the journey that you have and we hope and pray that it helps you know speak to somebody else out there who's listening right now so thank you thank you so much thank you for joining us today on life talk where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of god's word Until next time, let your life talk.